This is the Get Out of Here Baldy Podcast, episode 46, June 20th, 2023. This week's Baldy of the Week is Eubolides, the ancient Greek philosopher who came up with a bunch of paradoxes that we discuss. National Day celebration, June 20th is ugliest dog day. We talk about some of the ugliest dog breeds and why it's important that we celebrate ugly dogs. This day in history, June 19th, 1862, slavery was outlawed in the U.S. territories. We talk about the celebration of Juneteenth and why it's important for us, all of us as Americans, to celebrate freedom wherever, whenever, and however it is found. We talk about last Sunday's message as the Baldies talked about the lectionary scriptures at Wyatt Park Christian Church. And now, friends, it's time to go get this bread. They're Ben and Aaron, and they love sharing about their love for Jesus and food covered in cheeses. Weird news, history, sports regale from a generation raised playing Oregon Trail. National celebrations almost every day. There's only one thing I have to say. Don't you point or stare at their lack of hair. Yes, they're follically challenged. So sing along with the biblical Baldy Ballad. Get out of here, Baldy. Get out of here, Baldy. If you don't know what I mean, read 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 23. Get out of here, Baldy. Get out of here, Baldy. If you don't know what I mean, if you don't know what I mean, come and take a listen to your two bald kings. Well, what's up, baldy buddies, and welcome to episode 46 of the Get Out of Here Baldy podcast. I am your host, Aaron Michaud, and I'm joined by, as always, my baldy brother, which came out Sunday, and now it's going to stick. Yeah. I like your new title. Baldy brother. Um, Pastor Ben Hitzfield, welcome, brother. Yes, the host with the most. Good to see you today. The host with yeah. the most. Thank you. <laughs> I feel very good about myself right now. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yes, yes. Uh, anything yeah, good? Anything good going on in your life? Man, uh, got VBS happening. That's keeping us busy this weekend. Eliana is in the production of Finding Nemo Junior at the Rubidoux Resident Theater. So that'll be Friday, Saturday, and then after. Her Saturday performance. We're going to Kansas to spend time with my dad and uh, and uh, Mama Kim, as we call her, my dad's uh, uh, wife, my stepmom, and uh, we'll spend uh, we'll kind of celebrate birthday because they had a birthday, and then of course Father's Day, and be away for a few days next week. Be back on Wednesday. Nice, so, yeah, so man. Some good, we got some things coming. Good up. times, yeah. I was gonna say that you got you're gonna have a quiet house for the next. Oh no, I guess week. Sent, <laughs> just put my family on a plane, or they're <laughs> sitting in the airport now, actually, yeah. as we speak. So okay. they're going up to Vermont to see Sarah's family. Yeah. Okay. Um, her grandma. I said 94 at staff meeting. Is 97. She's Whoa. 97. Whoa. I mean, that's a big three years when you're in the 90s. Yes. So, so wow. it should be great. The grandkids. Asa hasn't seen her since he was nine months old, so Whoa. he has no yeah. no memory. So this That'll will be, be good. Special. She's gonna get to see all four of her grand uh, great grandsons and that's that should great be, it should be great for them so what is what is 
it looked like for Aaron to have a house to himself for for a week. Dude, a week. I mean, yeah, a whole week. I mean, I'm sure like the dogs and I will probably spend some time together. Yeah, probably be a lot of reading. Okay, okay. Like yeah. with the quiet. Okay, I'll try. Yeah, reading. Got some video games you're gonna dive into. You think? Oh, I'll probably. Yeah, my son didn't take a switch <laughs> because he. My my wife really wanted him to focus on people when he was there. Oh, good. So yeah. I do have the. Um, Tears of the Kingdom of Zelda. That Zelda. Will, there'll, there'll probably be yeah. some late night sessions. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> um, if I get bored of reading, fantastic. I'll probably be down in the depths. All right. Hunting some, what do they call them? Gloom creatures or something. So, because hmm. I'm a real winner. So, when are they returning back home? Uh, next Wednesday. Okay. So, yeah. Yep. It should be good. Fantastic. But what else? Okay. Oh, yeah. And you have VBS, dude. Yeah, VBS. I'll have to come so check that out. Come if I get lonely, <laughs> I can come hang out. You can come get some noise. Dude, the decorations are activity. awesome. Yeah. Like, uh, Tanya does a great job at that. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure there's a whole crew. I did, yeah. She said, I was asking her about, I said, the lanterns hanging in the lobby. Um, the green ones with the masks remind me of, like, Little Ninja Turtles. Yeah, right. So. <laughs> sure. Um, I don't sure. know why. I just thought that. I was like, oh, there's Leonardo and Donatello yeah. and... Anyway, I love it. I love it. it. So, the I mean, we have some news to let folks know. I mean, oh, some of our baldy buddies. Uh, so, Aaron, uh, yesterday, and this is, didn't just come up yesterday, sure. uh, but Aaron has accepted a call of, uh, to, is it the senior pastor, lead pastor? What are they calling it? So, a lead pastor slash coordinating minister okay. is what they call it. Okay. And part of that is it's a little different from a normal lead pastor role in that they have uh, lay elders that yeah. do a lot of teaching. Sure. So I'll be a part of a teaching team, um, uh, but really helping guide that and then um, just kind of encouraging and equipping uh, ministry leaders. And, yeah. um, really, they got a, I think they got a bunch of leaders that just need someone to love on them and shepherd them, and so sure. it should be kind of fun. So and it's, that's it. Harvest Evangelical Free Church in Branson, yeah. Missouri. And so shout out to, we'll say our new friends down there, Yeah. Um, because for those of you who are baldy listeners and you have a fear that this is going to stop the podcast, we're going to... I mean, We're gonna keep it rolling as if we live in in a day and age where we couldn't we didn't have easy access to record some audio. So, and I think when we did the mom cast, it kind of showed us it could be pretty easy, to, pretty easy to get do. some quality audio. So we'll 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 keep doing what we can do, and we'll we'll welcome in a bigger family. So That's we'll right. <laughs> well, I think some of them. I guess we picked up a couple regular listeners because nice. they're just trying to feel me out. Yeah, maybe kind of see what um, kind of guy this. But they is. they told yeah. me they've enjoyed it. So yeah, and good. when I, when I shared with them, I had a desire to. <laughs> continue to do that they were like absolutely keep Just going do it. keep That's it awesome. running so so welcome to our new friends from harvesty evangelical free church and uh you know as uh, we'll, we'll have we'll have time to 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 you know give thanks for your your time here at at, at uh, wyatt park christian church which we'll do at the end of july um, but man, I'm just I'm, I'm thankful for this time. I'm thankful for for uh, mm. a new brother in Christ to be well, able to. You. We'll go to Branson and get to hopefully have some cheap uh, cheap uh, you know stay, not have to stay in a hotel. So that's absolutely. <laughs> We're gonna, we'll get a place. Have a guest fun. room. There you go. Set up a few blow up beds. See if I can make some friends over at Silver Dollar City here. <laughs> <clears throat> See what happens. Absolutely. All right, our Baldy of the week. Yeah. You bullities. Yeah. I think I got that right. You did good. You bullities. You bullities. Of Miletus. Hmm. So he uh, lived in the 4th century BCE. He was a Greek philosopher of the Megarian school, a pupil of Euclid of Megara, and a contemporary of Aristotle, who, I didn't put this in there, didn't he didn't like. 
He was not a fan the one of that Aristotle. we talked about. Oh, okay, Aristotle. Okay, oh, so yeah, Aristotle. Well. So um, you abilities kind of uh, him and Aristotle have ha- like mixed words. He was on the wrong side. Time. So mm. who knew? But um, he is famous for his logical paradoxes and create uh, and is credited with seven famous ones. Mm. And I don't know if I want to go through all of these or not. But I, I'm going to jump to a question here. Do you like a good? Uh, paradox. Look at that mug. I got. I picked. A, I pulled up a picture on Google of Ubilities, and uh, he has some hair in some of them, but uh, pretty solid bald head in one of the. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. The par- I mean, <laughs> the one that stood out in the paradox was uh, six. The bald man. And the bald man. The phallocross, <laughs> follically challenged <laughs> uh, paradox. A man with a full head of hair is obviously not bald. <laughs> mm. Now, the removal of a single hair will not turn a man bald, a non-bald man, into a bald one. And yet it is obvious, it is obvious, that a continuation of that process must eventually result in baldness. Think about that. So when? When does it result in baldness? Yeah. I went over these with Mm. Asher, and he was not a fan. He didn't like, I mean. He was like. I don't know. He he felt like there's an answer to these, isn't there? I go, well, what is it though? And he's like, ah, and hence the paradox part of it, I guess. But it just frustrated him. Oh um, man, was there one on on the list? Another one? Well, I, mean, I thought that one was great. Uh-huh. Um, I do I I do like the liar paradox. Yeah. So a man says, "What I'm saying now is a lie. If the statement is true, then he is lying, even though the statement is true." If the statement is a lie, then he is not actually lying, even though the statement is a lie. Thus, if the speaker is lying, he tells the truth and vice versa. <laughs> it's like looking into a picture of pictures, you know, yeah. that just goes on. It just keeps going on and on and on. So what I did with Asher was I threw out a riddle that is kind of based on this paradox. Huh. You ready for it? Go for it. I don't know how long we're going to spend. We'll see what happens. Trying to stump you on that. That's all right. Okay. So there's a door to life. Okay. And the door to death. Okay. And then there is two twins. Okay. So two people. Yeah. They are twins, identical. Okay. But one only tells the truth. Okay. And one only lies. Lies. You don't know which one is standing in front of which door. Okay. What question, one question, could you ask them, and you'll get an answer from each of them, that would direct you, direct you to the door of life? Oh. Sit with that, folks. Okay. For a little while. Yeah, sit with that. Uh, think about it. Maybe we'll come back at the end. See what we can give do. an answer. Okay. I don't know, but okay. anyway, Asher was he like did he, he have an answer? Uh, no, he got it. Right. I, I was I should have let him sit with it all vacation, but yeah. After about twenty five minutes before bed last he had night, the I wanted him to sleep, so I I, gotcha. I gave it to him. Okay. But there you go. Okay. <clears throat> think about right. it. Any of the other ones? That's good. Uh, you, the uh, the heap. Paradox, which is kind of like the bald, actually. Yeah, it's like in reverse. Yeah, a single grain of sand is certainly not a heap, nor is the addition of a single grain of sand enough to transform a non-heap into a heap. When we have a collection of grains of sand, that is not a heap. Then adding but one single grain will not create a heap, and yet we know that at some point we will have a heap. At some point. How many grains of sand makes a heap? That's a good question. That is it. That's the, that's That's the, the question. And how many... How many hairs lost makes, makes a bald, bald one? Man. So, I mean, because I'm not like I know some some baldies that like they don't have a f- 
a hair on their head. Like, mm. he, like they have nothing to shave off, you know. So I'm, I'm still doing the, the razor every, every week, at least on Saturdays. Um, but I honor anybody who has any patch of baldness whatsoever, and they're proud of it, and they show it off. Do it. I'm, I'm proud of you. You're my boy, Blue. That's right. <laughs> Your family now. Yeah. So anyway, if yep. you, I, I think if you have a paradox or a riddle, yeah, you can open it up right. a little bit that you love. Send it our way. Yeah. Because maybe be we'll spend some time. Absolutely. Sitting with that anyway. For sure. All right. So Baldy of the week, mm. Eubilides, Eubilides, one of those lesser known Greek philosophers, contemporary of Aristotle. Yeah. He was running around in good company. Did, for the fact that they even remember him. Did he get paid to come up with these? That's a great question. Mm. I don't know. I think he just frustrated people. Yeah. But maybe they appreciate it right. back in the day. National Celebration. Mm. This is a good one. June 20th, which is actually today we're recording, is Ugliest Dog Day. Yeah. Um, so Ugliest Dog Day on June 20th celebrates the pups out there with a face that only the mother could love. Mm. But when it comes to man's best friend, is there really any dog that can't be deemed adorable? Yeah. Well, these these dogs that we're looking at yep. um, certainly could. We honor the fa- facially challenged ones on June 20, Ugliest Dog Day. What started as a uh, fun contest has grown into an annual celebration of the not-so-handsome dogs amongst us. So grab your favorite pup, give him an extra snuggle today as you go about your day, and say hi to every pup. Pretty and not so pretty. Pretty and not so pretty. So, do you, like, I don't know, I, I, you're not a dog guy because you have a cat. I love dogs. Oh, you do love I love dogs. Do, I love dogs more than cats. Okay. Um, you just have a cat because I they, love how cats are easier to take A little take more care self-sufficient. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Uh, so, one of these days, we will have a dog. And, I mean, I, I would hop on board. I don't know if this is just, I mean, it's the trend right now to do the, the whole doodle thing, the golden doodle, the... Labradoodle, all of that stuff. We're, we're going to hop on board at some point, probably. Um, I wouldn't mind like a little Yorkie as well. My dad uh, had a Yorkie and I okay. uh, love those. I mean, really, the the commonality here is dogs that don't shed. shed yeah. So, But I think the ones that... Sarah's out of town. I could probably make you a bargain just, yeah. one this week. <laughs> Clearance. <laughs> I might be <laughs> dead when she gets back. Exactly. But yeah, and I don't know, I mean, some of the breeds that... I, I think some of the like the breeds that you would find in in the dog dog shows like yeah. um, that are like super uh, high maintenance yeah. in going to the groomers. Those are the dogs I really don't don't care too much for. Um, you know, I like the doodle part of it, but it, you mix it with you know more of like a like a rugged kind of thing. And anyways, yeah, yeah. I don't even pay for my kids' haircuts, let alone <laughs> your dog. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So I have to groom my own too. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And you, so yeah. if you ever come over and see my dog, they, they get some butch haircuts sometimes. It like, works. But is there any breed that you're like, man, that dog, like I just feel sorry for the way that it looks? Um, I'm, I'm not sure. What, I, I wasn't <laughs> able to pull that up. But I can't think of the, the names of them. But uh, some of them, like they have the really long... They're like tall and skinny and really long coat. Oh like yeah, really long I know hair. what you're. What and like called? hairs over their eyes, eyes and yeah. stuff. Uh, very posh. Yeah, very they, posh. Do you see them in the dog shows a lot? Yeah, yeah, you do. But then you also have like the dogs. Like their face is so ugly that it's cute. Like bulldogs. Well, yes. Like bulldogs, and you got uh, what? What are the dog? There's. Um, Another breed that they uh, their face is all smashed. Uh, p- pugs. Pugs. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Pugs. 
just they're, they're so ugly that you're like you, like you just like some people they're uh, just so adorable because of how they look like yes so I was doing some research and I can't pull it up either. I don't know what's wrong with this link. Anyway, that's right. Um, the ugliest dog breed, hmm. at least according to competition winners. So every year they do a competition. Oh yeah. The Chinese crested. Oh yeah, yeah. I know what is, you're talking about. Those are ugly dogs. Um, it's like a Chihuahua mm. that got shaved, mm. but has like a little mohawk. Chinese crested. So I think they have won that competition more than any other dog yeah and they just that is horrifying that is yeah there it is um if you if you don't know what that is look them up and i've noticed a lot of the winners it's like my wife felt kind of bad for him because we were looking at pictures together she's yeah. like because a lot of them have like the tongue that hangs out yeah that side or whatever yeah i'm seeing she that. Goes, those dogs aren't just ugly it's like there's obviously something wrong with something with, happening with each of them something yeah. not right upstairs um but yeah pugs can win quite often um, God, what were some of the other ones? So Chihuahua. So sometimes you'll get the yeah. Chinese crested mixed with a Chihuahua Oof. that really comes That's out looking rough. Um, kind of ugly. Big old eyes. And yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, and think, thinking other dogs that just look funny. Mm. Um, I think one of them for me is like the Sharpay. They're not so much ugly. Sure, they can actually be, but there's the rolls right. and like how their yeah. eyes disappear. They can be kind oh, of a funny yeah. dog. Yeah, yeah, Sharpay. Um, yeah. But man, mm. I, wh- wh- like, why is it important for us to maybe celebrate a day where we we celebrate that which is not aesthetically pleasing? Yeah, I mean, that's really what we want to as humans. I mean, we're all not, you know, gonna make the men's, you know, top fifty of sexiest alive, you know, kind of thing. And so, uh, you know, we've we've got to we've got to assign value to every living thing mm, you know true. so i hate spiders i hate spiders but uh you know i've in in these later years if i see a spider outside doing its own thing building a web i'll just bypass it they are know. useful yeah i mean they do take get so rid of other things there's there's useful for for ugly things in this life and mm. because of their usefulness because god created them there's value there so i can you know we, we can get on board with that it's true. Like so. I, I often kind of like look in the mirror and wonder, like, am I, <laughs> like that fifty percent marker? <laughs> am I above that line? Or, or There's below a that line? I'm probably pretty close to that midline. <laughs> There's a country song called AA, and I think it's uh, Hunter. I oh, forget his name, but he talks about how he's, you know just trying to stay out of AA and uh, you know how he's like afraid that his he's he doesn't want his his, his sons to uh, go to jail and his daughters to to be making money off the pole and for his wife not to realize that she married way way down and he married way way up kind mm-hmm. of thing you know so I'm sure there's a lot of insecurities we all have insecurities sure so even even for probably some of the people that are magazine quality or you know those who post pictures of themselves on Instagram or Facebook it's it's all show we've it's all, all airbrushed anyway right exactly yeah I mean there's there's filters nowadays for all sorts of things so it's interesting I'm yeah. wondering when that aesthetic shift took place because mm-hmm. like i i remember studying in hawaii like um what made like people beautiful and one of the things like in in hawaii was um again like a, a heavier yeah. set woman was yeah. thought to be beautiful because right. she was again wealthy enough yeah. and like it would take care of it. yeah and, and so yes mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. one of those things where that 
that kind of thing yeah. was a marker of beauty. Yeah. And so it's interesting to it think is. that our cultural conceptions of those things are, I think, pretty subjective in some ways. Yeah. And I, so. I do love that the scriptures call us to think more about character mm. and um, usefulness in the sense of um, not that you like to have worth in God's eyes that you have to be useful, but like our work and the, yeah. the what something does yeah. and produces right. um, is meaningful. Yeah. And so I, I love that the scriptures constantly call us back to that, that it's more mm-hmm. than just being... Um, yeah, dece- our, and our eyes can be quite deceptive. And yeah. so yeah. I think as we look at these dogs, I mean, may- maybe some of them are really making people happy. I was going to say, that they're- man's best friend, how many of these ugly dogs have someone that love them and, and that's that's their that's a gift to, uh, from God to them? You know, they've bonded with that dog and their personalities have matched and, yeah. And first prize, I think, won like 1600 bucks. So I mean, I'd take that, absolutely. For there an you ugly go. dog. All right. Perfect. So celebrate your dog, mm-hmm. ugly or not, but if you see an ugly dog, yeah, give him some honor today. Absolutely. Uh, this day in history, uh, we're actually going to go with yesterday, June 19th, 1862. Yeah. Slavery was outlawed in the U.S. Te- uh, territories. Um, so that's uh, known as Juneteenth and is now recognized as a national holiday since uh, 2021. Yeah. And I remember when this was made a national holidays, we like tensions were high. Yeah, right. We were coming out of twenty twenty. It was twenty twenty one. So you had COVID. Yeah, you had George Floyd. You know that happened pretty recently. Tensions around racial reconciliation issues were really high. Yeah, um, it was just it was a charged climate. Yeah, and I remember when this got declared a national holiday, Christians, unfortunately, um, in some of the circles I, I sat in going, oh, this is just another part of going woke. Yeah, sure. And I understand some of people's concerns around some of the things that are going on culturally. Sure. Uh, but it kind of broke my heart that we as Christians couldn't celebrate uh, the mm. day where we actually outlawed slavery right. in our own country. Yeah. And so, why do you think it's important for us to remember and celebrate this moment, no matter where you're at on the po- political spectrum? How, how would the Bible call us to kind of transcend all the tensions yeah. and go, wait, this is this is a moment worth remembering? Yeah. I, one, I would invite anybody to just look up the history of Juneteenth, because um, I, I didn't know anything about it hmm. until we moved to Texas, because uh, the the story goes that... Slavery was outlawed, and it took two years for news of the, this the freedom that mm. now belonged to to African Americans to get from the East Coast to Galveston Bay, Texas. So there were oh, wow. people in Texas two years after the abolition of slavery who were still living enslaved. That when the news finally reached them, they're like they're already two years behind what had happened. Uh, two years before wow. that. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know that history till we moved to Texas. And so it, w- it was a big thing in a mm. lot of those communities. And the community that we lived in, they had a big old, g- they had a parade. And when I started digging into it, then I noticed, I was like, I'm not seeing a lot of white people involved in this. So like, are we not invited? Or is this like something that we need to like back away from? Mm. And so um, most of the people that I knew in Bastrop who were a part of the, the, the black community there, um, I kind of I was like 
asking for information. They're like, no, we like we want mm. like our our white friends and neighbors and church members to join us in this, mm. and and not as a way to to replace the Fourth of July because that's some of the the criticisms sure. that I've heard is like, well, this is like a, a holiday for black people, and they wanted to replace the Fourth of July, and that's that's not the case at all. Mm. It's basically just another part of our history as Americans. Um, that it is a part of our history, mm-hmm. and it's a really interesting <laughs> piece of our history. And so I think any time that we can celebrate uh, freedom uh, is a good thing. Yeah, whether it's Whether it's the, the independence, 1776, or, you know, less, a little less than 100 years later where these, these enslaved peoples were given their freedoms and rights. You know, so so yeah, I think I think it's it's good for us um, not to not to be so defensive about this, um, especially this in particular. But to if we can find a way to celebrate Juneteenth with our with our black friends and mm. community, um, it w- I think it would give us uh, a bridge to be able to kind of cross some of the divisions yeah. and and celebrate something that we all love, which is which is freedom, absolutely, you know, wherever we find it. Yeah, I think uh, again. I'll- all cultures have this bent towards acting more like Babylon mm-hmm. than what God intended humans to act. And anytime um, something happens where God's common grace, where people s- take a step towards treating each other as as the image of God, because yeah. I know this yeah. didn't, this certainly didn't solve everything, sure. and, and things right. continued to be rough for a while. But it's a step um, towards, I think, seeing other people uh, yeah. that are different than me as image bearers. Right. And I think that's worth celebrating. Right. Um, I think so. And one, yeah, one worth celebrating. And then two, just a reminder, man, that's mm-hmm. not, that's not that long ago. No. That uh, again, just right. in our own backyard, um, you know, the, the, the depiction that the Bible says that, that humans will use violence and oppression against one another. It's a very real reality sure. and for us to just, Ignore and not be mindful of those things, and then that can challenge us to go. Where are those areas still occurring? Whether it's along racial lines, whether yeah. it's socioeconomic lines, sure. whether it's whatever it is, I right. think to take that step back and go, where are we treating um, other humans as as less than God's image? Sure. And so it begins yeah. by celebrating when we we make a step in the right direction yeah. and continuing to, to 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 grieve and uh, acknowledge the, the failures of the past and and continuing to critique the present wherever we can. Yeah. Um, and so and like I said, a, a critique and celebration can go hand in hand. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah. It shouldn't be right. one or the other. Right. Absolutely. And and I think that's really. I think sometimes we as 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 white people. Um, we might be a little skittish around our black friends who have these these celebrations and these holidays, mm. especially this one because it is about the the basically the the wrongs that happen in our nation. Um, and most of the black people I know, they don't want their white friends to have white guilt. They just want us to join them in celebrating that. Listen, this this was good for the, for the black people mm. of our nation. Um, and while there is still work to do across racial uh, lines here in this country, like like you said, any any time we can we can celebrate these common things um, that really like, and you really said it well. Um, these are things that the prophets talked about, mm-hmm. you know, about how we treat our neighbors and, um, and and oppressing our neighbors, and and so hopefully the more we can get away from that and celebrate 
times when people are freed from whatever chains that bound them in America or anywhere else, sure. you know, we can say, ah, you know, there's, we could say this is a sign of the kingdom of God that is continuing the righteousness of God that is at work Amen. in our world and in our lives. Yeah. So, and yeah, I just, and more and more, I think we as Christians have to, if we don't get out and in front and celebrate when when people are treated as the image of God yeah. and injustices are righted, then ultimately what will happen is I think ideologies that do have maybe more of a dark side to them will sure. will grab a hold of that yeah. and will take it directions I think people do become uncomfortable with. Yeah. But it's because a lot of time I think we as Christians have abdicated our responsibility to voice um, God's opinion on a number mm. of these things, and we leave sure. a void, yeah. and then we're surprised or shocked when it gets picked up and uh, gets taken a direction that, again, might might have some unbiblical elements to it. Yeah. Uh, again, I think that's where we need to push in and continue faithfully be a presence in that and not just abandon it. Yeah. Um, and so there's that, that constant uh, tension and... I think for us, it's just an acknowledgement that we, we that's God cares about those kind of things, yeah, and, and we should do. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So this day in history, Juneteenth, nineteen sixty-two. That's an interesting thing. I had never thought about. Again, we don't 1862. live in the end. Eighteen sixty-two. Nineteen sixty-two. I mean, civil rights was happening back nineteen sixty-two. Yes, there, yeah, so, there's yeah. still there was still work happening. But yeah. yes, eighteen sixty-two, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that. Like again, we yeah. forget how long. So it actually, took. yeah, it would have been. Uh, so. The slavery was outlawed in 1862, so that would have been the Emancipation Proclamation, and then it actually didn't get to Texas until 1865. 1865, wow. That's pretty crazy. That was before the internet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Pretty crazy. Yep. Um, So this week, we got to do kind of a special podcast lectionary style sermon um it was fun and so we went through i think it was genesis 18 psalm 116 romans 5 and matthew 19 Mm -hmm. on into 20 yeah am i right on that yep um was as you were just working through those and as we talked about those was there one of them that just kind of resonated with you or some piece of one of them that just was like man this kind of this hit me in the face this week. I had fun connecting the dots between all mm. of the passages, you know, um, and that was that. That's kind of been something that my uh, Wednesday night uh, mm-hmm. Bible study group we've been we've been doing as we've been reading through the lectionary. You know, we have a, a gentleman who he asks at the end of he said, "So what's your title? If you were to mm. preach a message over all four of these and include mm. these scriptures, what's your title?" And so we kind of did that at the very end. Yeah. It was kind of spur of the moment for for both of us, you know. Um, so to to look at Genesis eighteen and and see um, again in the storyline of Genesis, God is choosing to work through. Uh, the line of Abraham through Abraham's family mm. to build a nation that's then going to bless the rest of the world. You kind of see that that theme in there, um, and then Romans chapter five. Um, you know, you have this this proclamation of the gospel really in verses six through mm-hmm. eight about how while we were powerless. Christ died for the ungodly, and God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Um, Matthew 9, I think, really ties back into the Genesis 18 uh, in, in considering um, you had, one of the questions you had asked mm. was, um, 
why why is it that Jesus really is spending most of his time, yeah. you know, with his fellow Jewish people, and he's he's not going, you know, a lot of spending a lot of time with with Gentiles, and and so that, I guess that kind of goes back to the sure. Genesis eighteen passage that he's working through this line, um, and from that line is going to come the Messiah, come Jesus, who then is going to die for all the ungodly Jews and Gentiles, um, and for all those who. Um, recognize that mm. they need a savior, you know. So, um, so it's, it was it, it was neat to kind of talk through those in real time yeah. on Sunday and to think about. And I, I forget the titles that I <laughs> gave. I think the last one I gave it at ten forty five was like like our resistance and God's um, persistence or something or you know something yeah. along those lines. How God God's God wants to bless us, and we see that um, over and over again. But we're the ones who resist that but even beyond our resistance god still finds a way to break through oftentimes so no and that's i think that was the thing that stuck out with me or to me uh, about all of them was yeah especially in the genesis 18 the pattern of abraham and sarah uh again hearing god's promises but just struggling with them because yeah. they're not they weren't easy to believe yeah. um really and right. then taking it in their own hands and what i love is god never abandons mm-hmm. them yeah and just yeah. keeps uh, pressing into them and it's funny like because you'll you'll do the sacrifice of isaac and there are passages like that in scripture that i think make us terribly uncomfortable it's like god what are you asking yeah. to do but it's like when you read the pattern of the people that he does this to their life is kind of just fumbling and, and having a real lack of trust with him yeah and so it's it's almost i think it's a loving thing because what he's doing is pushing in to really like kind of break them of that lack of faith yeah. and trust right. so that they can be transformed. Yeah. And it's so easy to see it um, as something other than that, but when you see their whole story, and it's a God who could have just walked away, yeah. but won't. He yeah. just He's relentless, relentless and yeah. sometimes he has to do some things that seem extreme, sure. but he, he knows what, what, he, what he's after yeah. is their transformed heart. And so mm. to me, it's just been helpful to see yeah. – to see that, and then that Romans passage explains it. It's like he wasn't mm-hmm. pursuing us because we were so good. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, when we come to faith, in spite of ourselves, mm. there's this there is this gospel demand on our lives that yeah. it's not like again that free ticket to heaven theology. Yeah. Um, but right. that God does anticipate that we would be so moved by the grace that He's given us, and that our faith should propel us. Towards some sort of action, so I love that that Psalm sixteen was yeah. like asking yeah. that question, right? Lord, you've done all; you've poured out all this blessing in my life. What could I give you? Yeah. What could I give you? Yeah. And I think that's just a question worth asking. It's not going, oh, I have to do this so that you keep mm. giving me favor. It's right. like, no, you've poured out favor in spite of me. Yeah. So, what can what can, what could I do to at least try? I mean, I'm never going to fully pay you back, but what could I do to at least? try absolutely um and yeah. then, so that was fun to see that that was really woven uh throughout all of those passages i like um verse one and two of psalm 116 you know because it really ties into yeah. the romans 5 and the gospel i mean it, it, to all of them like abraham and sarah's situation um those for those who who find salvation in christ um i love the lord for he heard my voice mm. he heard my cry for mercy because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. I mean, if that's not like what God is after, 
like a people that are inclined to mm. to call on him and to cry for him mm. and to yearn for him man if that's not if that's not what his heart is for us i don't know what is but it's so easy to miss it it's so mm. easy to turn uh our, our faith into into formula and to to turn it into you know just man we just we complicate it and we miss yeah. we miss the big picture so much i do on a daily basis absolutely um, do. and i resist the, the things that god has given to us that that are intended to, to draw me in closer mm. you know and so that idea i love the lord he heard my cry he heard my cry for mercy he heard my voice you know oftentimes it's it's in the the struggles of life it's mm. in the difficulties of life that we end up crying out to god and then sometimes we're like well where were you god <laughs> it's like, like i'm just waiting on you to realize i'm right here you know yeah. and waiting for you to put your eyes on me in the midst of it because then in the what were we uh oh yeah in romans in romans mm-hmm. 5 the the whole we talked about hope and really the 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 line that leads to hope begins with suffering mm. you know and then it goes to perseverance character and then finally hope and so, <laughs> oh man it is well and it is it's and that's that that acknowledgement of our neediness mm-hmm. is where yeah. god really shows up yeah and god, yeah. i don't know what it is so much of church ministry um, is can be so mm. frustrating at times, just because it's like we proclaim this this gospel of yeah. you can't save yourself. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> right. when people make that decision, uh-huh. we go, "Well, now clean yourself. Now up start and get to better. save yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and start striving. <laughs> that's right. And it's start like that's so yeah. not it. And, and yeah. here's the thing: it is yeah. like God does transform people, he does, and He doesn't yeah. leave them where He is. Right, right. But it's not yeah. like it's not supposed to be driven by human effort. Yeah. And that's where I love the disciples passage in in mm. coupling with all these other ones. Yeah. Is you got Jesus who does all of these things, mm-hmm. and then he's got these twelve guys, and then he gives them the ability, yeah. endows them with that power of the Spirit right. to be able to do likewise. Yeah. And that's our story too. Mm. Is that we're not? How do we overcome? How do we overcome sin and death in our life? Not yeah. by our own effort, but because Jesus gave us the Spirit that allowed Him to conquer sin and death. Mm. And that's as good. that does a work in us. Things change. Yeah. I, I do yeah. get better in a sense. Sure. Like my sure. character yeah. uh, improves. Sure. Like I persevere. Right. Um, I right. grow in hope. I grow in trust. Yeah. And all of that happens, uh, again, not through right. me becoming more self-sufficient, right, right. but God continuing to expose yeah. my deep, deep need yeah. and dependence of him. And so when we see these good things being created and, and built up in us, that's an opportunity not for us to then mm. you know pat ourselves on the back but to say thanks thank you Jesus thank you Holy Spirit mm. for for producing in me what I need mm. you know and to always just recognize where that ability and that power comes from and Amen. I think if we do that then we won't fall into the trap of setting ourselves up as you know basically making our our moral perfection, the thing that that God mm. is is after right now. I mean, yeah. I mean, so as we live in step with the Spirit, um, the rest will will in essence take care of itself. Yeah. And you know, and w- then when we do fall, when we sin, and we, we're we, we're short, then we go back to Psalm one sixteen. I love the Lord for He heard my voice; He heard my cry for mercy. Yeah. So yeah.
That's right. Yeah. And it's a That's reminder good. that, like, again, Jesus died first while we were still sinners. He's yeah. not going to give up on you because you <laughs> right. made a mistake. That's right. Like, yeah, thanks be to God. Right? He yeah. went all in on that yeah. well before you ever made your That's first right. right choice. You're so. right. Yeah. Cruci- he, was, he, was, <laughs> he was crucified from before the foundations of the earth, you know? So, I mean, that was his heartbeat from the very beginning. So, um, yeah. so yeah, all these passages, I mean, I, mm. they're really enriched. Again, the, the two tendencies we have mm-hmm. is to strive and feel like we can earn God's favor, which is yeah. a lie from the pit of hell. Yeah. And then there's the, I think they also mm. combat that tendency to um, use the gospel as what, like, what I like to call that free ticket to heaven theology. And yeah. it just says that that's not, right. faith, faith is about much more than that. Yeah. And so, um, mm. again, it, all those passages kind of just recenter us to it. the goodness of Jesus in spite of ourselves. That's good stuff. If you're not familiar with the lectionary, uh, it's a mm. great tool. It's a great resource. It's not the end-all, be-all, but it's, I, I've enjoyed digging into it and getting into it more and more and seeing what Scripture can say and how unified. I think that's the cool thing about lectionary mm-hmm. is it shows us the unification yes. of the Scripture's uh, from front to back and all of these repeated themes. So, if well, you're What I love, too, is that there's like... I mean, thousands of yeah. churches. Right. Like, if you follow the lectionary, that yep. are doing that, be on the same page, studying that, right? Um, wrestling with that together, right? And so, again, I I think it's it's probably good for a church to have its own thing that they do that meets the needs of their body sometimes. Sure. But the lectionary does become this great tool to tap into the larger yeah. body of Christ, at right. least in spirit. I think. I think so too. Yeah. So. so to incorporate those however you can, it's a great great idea. Sweet. And it's free too. That's the other cool thing. <laughs> it free is. resource. <laughs> well, and yeah, and like you, like I, yeah. the more I've spent time right. with you in it too, it's the more I realize there are some really great minds that put that together. And yeah. at, at times when I haven't seen the connections between passages, yeah. I sit with them for a while, do some study, and mm-hmm. then it's like the light bulb goes on. I'm yep. going, oh God, I saw all sorts Here of stuff is. that I never saw. And you're just yeah. trying to gift it for me, yeah. uh, with me, or to me. Yeah. Well, I get, the, get the right preposition here. <laughs> Thanks. Good night. That's right. Um, yeah. Anything else? Yeah. Uh, anything in the passages that that like we didn't really talk about that you've been meditating on, or just anything the Lord's been speaking to you this week? Nothing. Wait. I mean, nothing. Nothing really in, in particular. Um, I can't think of anything. So, anything for you? Uh, no, okay. not really. I mean, right. I think yeah, uh-huh. we had some fun. Yeah, yeah, it was good. People enjoyed it. So, um, yeah. coming up. So this uh, June 25th, if you're in town, uh, after our second service, we're the youth mission trip. We're doing a thank you luncheon. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who don't know, um, the, the youth uh, took a trip up to Cheyenne River, South Dakota, Eagle Butte. And uh, we did some lots of manual labor on the reservation up there mm-hmm. and just kind of uh, met people and tried to serve that community well. Uh, be the hands of feet and Jesus in the community. Our, uh, for those who are part of Wyatt Park, our kids, um, I think, represented Jesus and the church well. I mean, they Love worked it. hard, no yeah. complaining. It's awesome. It was, uh, It was. I mean, as a, you know, I'm mean, going to that dreading. Sure. I mean, I've done a few trips yeah. with, with yeah. Um, young adults, and Never know. It, can, it can be kind of a pain. And we had, like, I had nothing, n- awesome. nothing to deal with. And so, oh. smooth sailing, so... Uh, we just want to honor the church for your generosity that sent us there and, again, give you a little update about what God was doing both in us and through us. So join us after second service on Sunday. Yep. And if that wasn't enough, yeah. there's a fishing day there as well. There is a fishing day, yeah. Um, yeah. And so where is that at, brother? It's at the south uh, f- 
South Pond at Missouri Western State University. So it's basically directly across the street from the American Family Building. So okay. on Mitchell Avenue, which the church is on Mitchell Avenue, just take that out going east. You'll go over the interstate, and then you can park. There's a bunch of parking lots. There's the the dorms, uh, some of the new – I think they're married dorms um, for, for married couples, but they're right there kind of by that South Pond. And we have people out there. They will have fishing poles. If you don't have your own fishing pole, they'll have bait. If you don't have bait, um, we'll ha- they'll be cooking hot dogs and having water and stuff like that. So it's a free event. And this is a pond that Rod Sampson, who's one of the elders of the church, who's um, sort of the, the brains behind mm-hmm. this and the passion behind it, he says that pond hasn't been fished for 14 years. And it was stocked around that time about 14 years ago. And so usually they don't allow fishing in there, but he knows people who know people, and so they've, they're allowing this, this one-time group. So if you can't catch a fish on Sunday, it's probably yeah. time to hang it up. Yeah, probably, probably. So uh, uh, That's yeah, four, so four to out. seven, right? Four to seven this Sunday, yeah. My, my yeah. kids are out of town, so I think yeah. I'm going to go and let Just one of the older pole. guys bait my pole that's, and that's teach <laughs> me a thing or two. Perfect. I'm going to be a kid. I love it. We're going to miss that, sadly, but uh, hopefully it'll be an annual event for us. Uh, so come out for that. Um, again, I, I, is that all we got going on? I th- yeah, I mean, oh, July, one service, one 10 a.m. throughout the month. So every Sunday in July. If you come at the wrong times, there will be. Well, I guess I mean if you if you come at the wrong time earlier at the nine fifteen, just grab Have a, a cup, cup of coffee. coffee. Yeah, grab a donut and sit around for a little bit. If you come ten forty five, well, enjoy the benediction. <laughs> so come forward for prayer at the end of the service. So fantastic. Um, well, folks, beware of those bears. Yeah. Grace and peace out.